What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy. Nice. Got him. Episode 15. So, uh, we're actually in a different location today. We're in my office at work. So, be jealous. Uh, today, we're doing something a little bit different. You want to cover what we're talking about today? Today is fight night. Yeah, Star, Star Wars, Wars fight, fight club. Night. Oh, uh, we should have said the same thing and we didn't. Anyway. The one with the soap. <laughs> fight club. Uh, but fight night, fight club, fight Monday when this podcast comes out, whatever you want to call it. Um, we have been, I think this is every Star Wars fan does this, where they're like, well, someone would totally beat someone, someone to fight. And there's so many Star Wars characters from so many different eras or movies versus comics versus TV versus whatever. Yeah. And so the question is, who wins in this fight? And so we reached out to the interwebs, um... Twitter, Instagram, texting friends, all that kind of stuff. And so we've come up with a pretty pretty lengthy list of one-on-ones or team-ups or all kinds of stuff. And so we're going to give you our takes on who we think would win these fights. Um, we're going to agree on some. We're going to disagree on some. We're going to get through some of them really fast. And some of them we're going to take a long time. That's how podcasts work. <laughs> So from Instagram, from Humphrey77, his question is, who wins between Rex and Cody? Between Rex and Cody. I always get confused with the clone questions, because it's like... Because you're the same person. Your left hand or your right hand? (laughs) Punching only. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Uh, This is going to hurt everybody's fan hearts, but I say Cody. I don't know. He's a commander. So is Rex. Yeah. Here's Get what's some. Clone, the only thing I don't like about Clone Wars is they're like, you guys like this guy? Good. He's an arc trooper. Like that. Like in the old books and Just stuff. Just how it should work. No. In the old comics <laughs> and stuff, they used to have to engineer arcs. It was like, hey, this guy's a little bit crazier, so he's going to be an arc trooper. It's kind of like how the Bad Batch is. That's how they made arc troopers. I was, get that. Uh, you know? But also... Rex is a commander now, and you can't tell me otherwise. It's true. But Cody has been a commander longer. Rex is a commander, and you can't tell me any otherwise. Bro. Jeez. The gain, That's how strongly I feel about it. The gain on this is... Regular. Is, uh, it's hot. So let's see. It's hot. Um, I think Cody wins, honestly. Support, support your thesis here, friend. Okay. Um... I think that he's... He just seems more cutthroat to me. Like, Rex is more emotional because he hangs out with Anakin. Cody is more... We're gonna kill this guy. So you're saying Obi-Wan wins in a fight? Always? Versus Anakin? Not just if Anakin tries it? Have you seen Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, I've seen it. I'm saying 10 times out of 10 you're gonna say that Obi-Wan wins that because he's more cutthroat? No, I'm saying that Rex is more cut... Or, uh... Cody's more cutthroat than Rex. Yeah, but they would have taken after the Jedi that they served under. Cody served under Obi Wan. Well, if they, I think if that, they were put in a pit and said, "Kill one another," I think Rex is the guy that's like, "All right, I got to do what I got to do." I think strategically, Rex is stronger than Cody. How do you figure? Because he's always working with the Anakin. He's always having to think outside the box. He's taking up those reins. So yeah. you see him constantly fighting against the grain in that style. Also, plug your ears if you haven't seen the latest episode of Clone Wars, but Rex fights the chip way better naturally than Cody does, which means he has more self-control. That's completely servant to the storyline. But it happened. But he was around when Fives had his whole breakdown. It doesn't matter. It happened. He had more mental acuity than Cody did. Cody just went for it. Yeah, maybe you could argue that Cody had more mental acuity because he was going to follow the orders. He was just going to no. go for it. Nope. I'm They're saying, clones. They're the same person. 
but very different in the Force, are they, to cite another Clone Wars episode? Uh, the only advantage I think Rex has is uh, fans and dual-wielding pistols. That's just my thought. Twice as many bullets. It's true. All right, so I think draw Rex. on there. What is it just because you like him more, or what? Obviously, I like Cody, but I think Rex would win. I've already given my evidence for it. I've given like three three points in his favor. I feel like Cody isn't. It's Cody didn't not shoot at Obi Wan because he has a weaker mind. I think that okay, if you really want to break down why, it's because it was Revenge of the Sith and nobody cared about the clones yet, like we do during the Clone Wars movies and show. So before Clone Wars came out and they gave all the clones personalities, all the clones looked the same. Like when they have their helmets off during Revenge of the Sith. There's like one guy that has a shaved head and everybody else has the same haircut. It's like, that's the way it was. So when the order comes down, Gree and Cody and Bakera and all these characters that had great uh, had great relationships with their commanders were just like, yeah, sir. Like, yeah, if you listen to... By that li- same logic of reasoning, Cody couldn't be more cutthroat than Rex, so then he wouldn't have that advantage. I think he's more quick to do what he has to do. But by your reasoning, that can't be the case because they're all just clones. Well, by the reasoning I just said, they would just beat each other to death, and that's it. What I'm saying is, you're Rex. making it. You're making an argument from valid points that I collected from the films. No, I'm just saying show. there's there are things that that aren't going to be the same because different creators are going on. Like the way. But that, I'm working within the canon. I'm the citing that, things that happened within Star Wars. That's how we have to reason this. So what part of, I don't know, I feel like Rex doesn't do things that are just super crazy and different. He follows Anakin's orders. Except What's so special doesn't. about that? When does he disobey Anakin? I'm not saying he disobeys Anakin, but in during the entire last arc, he worked outside of Anakin's orders. There are times that he works away from Anakin. When? But he still has that creativity. I can't think of a single time that he's like, we're not going to do that, Anakin. I'm not saying... I just explicitly said I didn't say he disregarded Anakin's orders. I'm saying that he thinks for himself still when he's not working directly under Anakin. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I, I think that... I don't know. I think Rex is a commander because they made him one at the last minute so they could go on this mission. He didn't... He's not a commander by, by a right like Cody is. I don't know, which is different to me. And I think it's like he's a captain the whole time and then they just make him a commander so that they can go to Mandalore. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's a good political move to be able to get the AOK to do the thing, but I don't know, it's different. Who is their go-to man? Rex. They promoted him. He's a commander now. <laughs> I guess. All right. Uh, again, on Instagram, uh, Star Wars underscore AF uh, says Boba Fett versus the Mandalorian. <sighs> okay. I need rest. Rest. Um, my only beef with the Mandalorian series is that it's brought all the Boba Fett haters out of the woodwork. And I, I don't care for the fact that people just hate on Boba. Star Wars is an entire saga's worth of retcon stuff. You know what I mean? Like, all right, Darth Maul, crap. Well, we should have kept him around. Let's bring him back. He's cut in half. Give him him, uh, trash legs, literally. Make legs out of trash. He's alive. He's crazy. He's alive. You know what I mean? Like, that's all of Star Wars is... I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. (laughs) Maul's, like, quickly becoming one of my favorite characters. Um, he was already like in my top 10 and now he's like in my top five. But, um, so all that to say, like George is notorious for either putting all his hopes on a character like Jar Jar and then there being backlash or not seeing what he had in front of him, like Darth Maul or like Boba Fett. And George even said, I totally, in my mind, Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc, but showing that on film did not contribute to the storyline of Return of the Jedi. And so, to me, I think that Boba Fett is the stronger character, and I think that um, his pedigree's better. Like he's his going with the pure blood tactic. His, all right, all I, right. I just think that he's Jango's son. 
he works with Cad Bane, he works with Bosk, he works with Orzing, he works with Dengar, he works with Embo. He leads some of those people, mm-hmm. and he's a, when he's a kid, he completely infiltrates the clone army and almost kills Mace Windu and uh, Anakin one time in the Clone Wars. I just think that his, I think that the standards for a bounty hunter were higher during the Clone Wars and during the Empire. Does that make sense? I feel like the Mandalorian. I love, I love the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's. I don't think it's accurate to say they're they're similar in caliber. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair argument. I would give points to Boba Fett, not by like any pure blood tactic, but I've just seen uh, more impressive stuff from Boba Fett. Granted, we see some freaking sick stuff that I always wanted to see from Mando in The Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, I think I think Boba just has that edge for having lived his life in it. You yeah, know what I mean? Having... Because there's that, a difference for, between being a Mandalorian from a child, which is already a warrior culture. It's like Sparta. Mm-hmm. But Boba was actually in the muck and the mire for his whole life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he was actually out fighting the Jedi, fighting uh, the clones at some point, fighting the other biggest names of bounty hunting in the galaxy. And he did it with a target on his back. You know what I mean? Mando mm-hmm. seems to come out of nowhere and takes you know a lot of people by surprise, but... The people you see him fighting are just standard stormtroopers for the most part. Mm-hmm. The people you see Boba fighting are big names, you know, big people, big targets. Yeah, and he's been doing that for a very long time, and he stayed at the head of the game for a very long time. And and I've said before that it's really hard for me because I still pull in my mind from legend stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just got done rereading the Bounty Hunter Wars by K.W. Jeter, uh, Mandalorian Armor Slave Ship, and Hard Merchandise, and it's just like. He's just punking everybody left and right and doing stuff that's just out of the Mandalorian's league. I personally think the Mandalorian is an amazing character. Yeah. I disrespect. I think that... um, I do think, though, that he needs assistance a lot more than Boba does that we know of. Mm. You know? Like, I don't see the Mandalorian doing the stuff that Boba was able to do on Cloud City. Right. You know? Yeah. No, he's he's definitely... Episode 1 of the Mandalorian, IG-11, definitely needed... To get past all those pirates and stuff, to get to the asset. Yeah. The well, child. and I feel like episode for two, whatever reason, Boba would have had the foresight to not even get trapped in that situation. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's the experience factor. Yeah. And I think that maybe the Mandalorian, and of course, season two and three and all that's going to come on, and maybe they meet, and maybe, God forbid, the Mandalorian kills Boba Fett. That would piss me off. But I'm not saying that he doesn't have the potential to be better. But as of right now, he's still very green. Does it make sense? Yeah. He's just now really becoming a Mandalorian. He's literally right. very green. <laughs> so I say Boba. You agree? Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, Findor Moon on Instagram asks Nia Num versus Akbar. I think this one's super cut and dry. Akbar. Akbar every every single day. He's been an admiral forever until he gets that crap death that he did not deserve, and all we see from Nia Num yes. ever. Is him laughing in the passenger seat, and he literally doesn't do anything. He's just sitting there yakking it up for the whole Battle of Endor. So, Admiral Akbar, 10 times out of 10. <laughs> Granted, I love his laugh. I've literally put it in the show before, but yeah, uh, yeah Akbar, Akbar's 10 times a soldier. out of 10. Yeah. Okay, this is from Blast Points Podcast. Uh, this is my favorite uh, podcast, Star Wars podcast to listen to, um, besides the one that we make. I enjoy doing that. I don't. I guess I don't really listen to ours, but anyways. Uh, Blast Points is the podcast that I started listening to and going, that would be fun, let's do this. Um, so theirs was very interesting. IG-11, the uh, the obviously bounty hunter droid from The Mandalorian, versus Chirrut Imwe, the blind force follower from Rogue One. Yeah. it's This is a tricky yeah, one to me. This one came up and... This was one of the very first ones that I was like, huh. You know, I didn't like yeah. have a pull one way or the other. You got a, a, a robot that is like super accurate, super laser deadly focused. Yeah, can we for, can we ever forget about what he did? Yeah. You know, in that daggum little town in the Mandalorian where he's just blazing through there. Like On the speaker, speeder bike? 57 knots, taking corners, freaking without slowing down blasting people all over his shoulders because he's a robot and he can do that. Yeah. That was freaking G. And then you've got Cheerit, 
who who just apparently pers- is impervious to blaster fire and just walks through everything, every single thing that IG-11 could throw at him. And I'm thinking, like, from a distance, IG-11 all day until I remembered that Chirrut, his staff, also doubles up as a... a Crossbow kind of thingy? As a kind... I don't... Like, a freaking personalized... Like, it's like a daggum RPG. <laughs> Took out an entire TIE fire. I'd never seen that from a handheld device. But it doubles as that. And then you see him taking on an entire, like, little contingent of stormtroopers fighting. Jetta. Here's my my thing. He trusts in the Force, and so I want to say cheer it, but I just feel like IG-11 is so deadly accurate with everything. Yeah. You know? I think... This is one of those things where it'd be like, so we ran the simulation <laughs> 60,000 times, and here's what happened in one. here's what happened 30,000 and one times. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I think probably... Here's one thing to consider... What if Chirrut could get IG-11 into a situation where he felt like he had to self-destruct? Like talk him into it? Or like back him into a corner of some sort? Mm-hmm. Because Chirrut doesn't have that self-destruct right. function. He's going to keep fighting until he dies. You know what I mean? Um, he's not just going to quit. I don't know. He's a very capable hand-to-hand combatant. Um, but I, I think I would probably give that to IG-11, personally. You know... I think so too. I think Chirrut would give him a good run for his money, but when it comes down to it, he just can't compete with that cold hard steel. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. My wife, Macy, I was talking to her, I was like, hey, what, what's a cool fight you would like to see? And we actually got this one from two or three different people saying this would be a good one. I'm going to give Macy the credit because <clears throat> I think she said it first before I really asked other friends and stuff online. Um, and it's going to be a controversial one, and we're going to get a lot of hate for this, but I don't care. Ray versus Ahsoka. I say Ray. I think so as well. I think. I think in a martial fight, just lightsabers, mm-hmm. no force, force. I think Ahsoka could potentially take it. I think so too. Because you see Ahsoka, one of the only Jedi to again. If you have not watched the episode look away uh but she's one of the only jedi to escape order 66 basically on her own merit i mean she's you know fighting for her life she's you know thinking on her feet she deflects all the blaster bolts into the ceiling and makes a quick little getaway um and she goes toe-to-toe with maul she seems to handle her own um and you see ray pretty much always losing when it comes to a lightsaber battle just strictly lightsabers Mm. um but I think when you take into account her ability to just manhandle the force, uh, that's when the tables turn in Ray's favor. That's the thing that's weird to me. Um, Ray, when she's balanced, like when she's fighting with Kylo on the Death Star remains, she's very emotional. She feels alone. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're just a few minutes removed of her saying everybody feels like they know me, nobody does. Mm-hmm. She wants to join Kylo slash Ben, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She wants Ben to join her, but he won't. It's just this big, like, everything's going down. Everything's going wrong. Um, she's a pal- she's a Palpatine. I think she she knows that by this point. Yeah, that movie. She, I think she has to know it by the beginning when she's had those visions. Um, so, when she's just trusting in the Force, she does stuff that's, like, next level. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, she's. I've never seen Ahsoka do anything approaching holding an entire shuttle in place with the Force and then destroying it with the Force. I've never seen Ahsoka even come close to doing something like that, just raw Force mm-hmm. user. She's very... Ahsoka versus Maul was a cool fight because they're both very great duelists, very acrobatic, very martial arts heavy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so... To me, that was a really a really good fight. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I just in my gut, I just feel like Ray would win, and yeah. I know that we're gonna get a lot of backlash from that. And there's a lot of well, and I don't think I'm, any... not, as, I'm not as big of an Ahsoka fan as like 99 percent of the world either. Yeah. All I know is we see Ahsoka have to get rescued from a fight with Vader and Rebels, mm-hmm. and even though Ray basically died. <laughs> when she fought Palpatine, 
she still was able to withstand the type of force that was destroying an entire fleet of ships bigger than the galaxy had ever seen. Yeah. So let's not underestimate. I think that yeah, Ray her acuity in the force. Ray hasn't even touched her potential yet, mm-hmm. and I think that her connection to the force is just different than what. Yeah, we've seen I think before. it's I think it's just an unusual like people were looking at Anakin's midi glory midichlorian count and they didn't even know what to think mm-hmm. you know like they'd never seen anything approaching that i think that's what ray has the potential to be just something that nobody has really seen mm-hmm. you know maybe even since like revan mm-hmm. you know just incredible power mm-hmm. and I, I know that a lot of people are like well they call her mary sue or whatever whatever freaking get over it it's in there now yeah. just enjoy it god hey <laughs> gonna hate ray wins uh here's a good one from our buddy chance uh, he says Mara Jade versus Shakti, and I, I think I say Mara Jade. Yeah, Mara Jade when she has realized her full potential. It depends on what timeline for sure too, because I guess I'm thinking every character at their peak that we know of. Yeah, I don't know. Shakti is pretty ballin'. Shakti is pretty ballin'. I just think that maybe because Mara Jade has like a she's crafty and she is very crafty. She's kind of like she's the kind of character that's like. She's battling you with a lightsaber, and then she'll just pull a blaster on you and like unload a couple of shots on you mid-fight. Like she's just she does she does both. Mm-hmm. Like she's you know Shakti is a Jedi through and through, mm-hmm. but Mara Jade's kind of got that checkered past. That's like she's gonna fight you a little bit dirtier, and she's gonna use a blaster or a vibro blade or whatever. Like I don't know, I just feel like she's got more tools at her disposal. So it's kind of like if you're watching a fight, it's like oh well, this guy's a great he's a great striker. But it's like, well, what can he do against wrestling? Yeah. Well, he's a great wrestler. Well, what if he gets knocked out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I feel like she has more tools at her disposal. Mara Jade on like three quarters of the timeline. I give that to Shock T. But Mara Jade at her cap, probably Mara Jade. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here's a really cool one that I think we might disagree on. Um, Kit Fisto versus Darth Maul. I think Darth Maul. I don't know. And why. I like Kit Fisto. But I see Maul fighting Palpatine, and I see Kit Fisto fighting Palpatine, mm-hmm. and Sidious never considered Kit Fisto a rival. We'll just put it that way. That's very true. I mean, granted, true. he lasted longer than everybody else except for Mace uh, and Yoda, obviously, but um, it, I can't even... He just doesn't even come close to comparing to Palpatine's power mm-hmm. nearly as much as Maul did. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got to take into account the balance of the light and the dark side at that point in time. But I think even at his peak, he wouldn't have beaten Maul. This is one of those cases where the fight between uh, the fight between Mace and those other Jedi versus Palpatine was not portrayed. So super great in the movies mm-hmm. and um well and i know it makes kit fisto look like a chump because they weren't able to make sidious move as fast as right. they were like they're seeing it in their minds and they just couldn't carry it out right even then i think maul would have lasted longer i here's my thing i think that when we see sidious fighting maul and savage Sidious is like playing right he's not even trying there's not a single point in that time when he is not in control of the fight I agree on the flip side I think he's he really goes like I think not that he feels threatened I mean he says all I'm saying is when he go but when when, he never pulled out a second lightsaber to fight those four Jedi masters that's true but when (laughs) Sidious again he they didn't say he had to at the time I just it's so frustrating because like my mind goes to they gave him a second one for the Clone Wars, even though it's backwards in time. You know what I'm saying? Well, and then, like, I also think about Legends material, since we're going to compare characters like Mara Jade and Shock T, we know from the Plagueis novel that Palpatine very much had two lightsabers. Right. You You're know? talking about Legends versus Canon. I'm talking about real life when they created Revenge of the life. Sith. He didn't... Ha- I'm saying, in real life, I when know. they created Revenge of the Sith, they didn't give him two lightsabers. Right. And part of that was because Ian McDiarmid was like, I'd still like to do the fight scenes. You know, like, I don't know. So, I think that Maul could definitely win. 
I think it's closer than you're thinking. I don't know. I really like Kit Fisto. I think he's... I'm not saying he's not a cool character. Or that he's not powerful, but Maul, as we're seeing him right now, he's on a whole other level. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Who wins in a fight, Kit Fisto or Ahsoka? Because off the top of my head, I'm like, Ahsoka, or, uh, Kit Fisto all day. You know? I don't know, man. Then why, like, why are these guys, the ranks that they are, and sitting on the council, if they're all, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just, it's, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, Filoni created Ahsoka, well, all the ladies the love Ahsoka, you gotta, so we're going to make Ahsoka better than she really is. Well, and I think I the thing it. about the Jedi Council is that they're not necessarily promoting someone because they're just because they're a good fighter because yeah. we see people like Qui-Gon who's n- honestly one of my favorite characters top three all time not a great fighter though mm-hmm. you know he was asked to be on the council and he denied it yeah but, but then you... I guess what I'm saying is Kit Fisto was strong enough that Mace was like you're coming with me to take the Chancellor right. so what I'm saying is Ahsoka beats Maul last episode partially by happenstance called Maul got overzealous I think, obviously, I think Kit Fisto would destroy Ahsoka. But then when I think Kit Fisto versus Maul, the water's more muddy. I don't know. That's more of a toss-up to me. But you say, you say Maul, I say, I say probably Maul, but I think Kit Fisto, like, it's, it's a knockdown drag out. Okay? Here's my, um, this is one of my personal favorites. This is one that we were talking about before anybody even suggested it. Uh, Chewbacca versus Bosk. So, in the Star Wars canon and legends, uh, Trandoshans, that's the species that Bosk is, versus Wookiees have this they have this clash. Hmm. Wookiees are very keep to themselves, very family-oriented, very, like, they're, they're peaceable creatures, really, at the, mm-hmm. begin, at the end of the day. And then you have the Trandoshans, who are, they're, they're reptiles. They're, they're warring, they're like dinosaurs, they're like, we eat or we kill or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, they, they hunt for sport, and they are tr- they're slave traders. And why wouldn't if you're gonna go get a slave to build you something, you probably want a freaking huge, so what giant the did. Wookie. You know, it's the go-to move. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, Trandoshans, slave traders. They would go and they would kidnap Wookies and stuff. It's in the Clone Wars as well. Um, so they're huge enemies. Now you have Chewbacca. Here's what's weird to me. Obviously, in my heart, if they fought, I'd be like, "Come on, Chewie, kill him." Uh, but Chewbacca, Chewbacca, Chewbacca is small for a Wookiee mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Like when you see him walking next to Tarful, they're similar in height, but Chewie's like, man, here we go. And Tarful's like, hey, get out of my way. You know, like <laughs> he's like, he's this bulky character. And the, on the other hand, you have Bosk, who obviously is one of the strongest, one of the most clever right. Trandoshans. Yeah, Very successful bounty hunter. Wookiees are pretty hyped up, but Trandoshans, I feel like, don't get enough love for what power they bring to the table, mm-hmm. you know, in their own right. I feel like when it comes to Star Wars, you have your head dark side characters that get a lot of love. Mm-hmm. The Sidious, you know, not even Sidious. Like, Sidious really doesn't get that much love at the end of the day. But the Darth Vaders, the Kylos, the Boba Fetts, the Darth Mauls, they're really loved. But, like, the background characters don't get that much love. But then when you go to the light side, it's like, everybody loves all of them. So... I hate to say this, but I think in a head-to-head, I think Bosk has the advantage. I think, like you're saying... He's got freaking infrared vision. Yeah, I, I, I think, like you were saying for Mara Jade, I think Bosk just has a bigger bag of tricks. He's just like, what about this What about this Like He's just got, like, he's just got tricks going and going and going. Yeah. Like, he, that we know of, during the Imperial era, he's second to Boba Fett, but that's it. Yeah. Like, once Bo, if Boba's out of the picture, Bosk is... He's number one. Yeah, it pains me to say it, but I think probably Bosk. Agreed. Okay, I'm going to let you re- lead this one because I don't really have a horse in the race. Uh, Dengar versus Imbo. Dengar versus Imbo. If anybody paid attention to our previous podcast, The Lids of Star Wars, you will know that Imbo is one of my main men. Uh, I'm going to give that to Imbo 10 times out of 10. Uh, he's got a freaking dinosaur dog. He's got that hat that triples <laughs> as a shield hat weapon uh he's a great hand-to-hand combatant and i don't know you just don't see that much even though dengar's kind of in like the high council of bounty hunters if you will 
he's not leading it. You know, when him and Embo are in the contest together, Embo's first place behind Cad Bane. Um, you see Is it in, in, in the box. box? In no, the box? he's not even in the box. <clears throat> Which shows that either... the creators of Star Wars maybe thought that Imbo, or, uh, Dengar didn't have it to get through the box. Maybe. Because you see him you see him when Boba's leading that thing in the Asajj Ventress arc. Yeah. Dengar, um, to me, and he's in the Bounty Hunter Wars novels as well, they really paint him bad in that series. In that thing, it's like he's a complete idiot and nobody thinks he's worth his weight in crap. Uh which I think is kind of weird because... I mean, apparently he's good enough to survive a long time, but I think in a head-to-head, Embo wins that every single day. It's weird because, again, it's kind of... This is this will help prove my point from earlier with Cody and all that stuff. Star Wars is a giant retcon machine. So if Embo was so good, and he survived to the end of the Empire, why didn't Darth Vader hire him? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's all circumstantial evidence that it's because he didn't exist then. You know what I mean? For me, I would say knowing Imbo, he's a little more light side. With the bounty hunters, he seems to have a little higher moral code. I don't know, maybe. If I had, for the if, huts. If I had to give an excuse. Ah. <laughs> just gets a pass. Ah. Uh, I, I think Imbo wins in a one-on-one. Um, Dengar, to me, just... I really like Dengar. I think he's a really cool character. I think he's a cool character. I think he's a cool character concept. I, I think as a fighter, to, he's very shallow. I would love to get more from him mm-hmm. to know more about him. He would be a really cool character to unpack a little bit more. Um, in Legends, he becomes a bounty hunter much later in the game. You know, in Clone Wars and canon now, he's he's been Dengar for forever. He's been yeah. a bounty hunter for forever. But in Legends, he was actually a grade one Imperial assassin. Worked directly for the Empire. And... Uh, and got out of that biz to become a bounty hunter because it was more personally profitable. Um, but it's pretty cool that he has that legend's background. Yeah. Um, I just think... I think Imbo has a, a cool dog. And a cool hat. And a cool hat. And a cool gun. Yeah, what's, what's Dengar going to do? Throw that toilet paper at That's him? That's what I'm saying, man. He's just got... I don't think so, mate. Imbo's invincible And also, in why fight. is... If he's he's supposed to be Corellian, right? And in, in in our my Star Wars experience, like Corellians, it's kind of like, kind of like plan, a, planets are like states, yeah, right? Like okay, if Georgia was a planet, they'd be like, ah, oh, welcome to Georgia. Well, there's a planet we love. We, we number one outsource is peaches. Would you believe it? Yeah, it's very hot here, Atlanta, a trash city. You know, like so you've got, but whole planets are like cities or yeah. states. You know. So it's like, oh, we're from Coruscant. We're very well spoken. Blah blah blah. Or we're this. As far as I understand it, Corellia is like Texas. But it's weird because Corellia is Han Solo's home yeah. planet, where he's kind of like, yeah, well, I don't care less what you think. Yeah, about they me. had. What's and then his you've name? got Dingar, who's also Corellian. It's like, oh, I don't know about that, mate. I'm like, what the freak is going on? Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe there's like, a damn here's, under. While we're talking Corellia. about that, Dagum Obi Wan was supposed to be raised on Coruscant. What's with his British accent? And then you, yeah. That's a, one of the inconsistencies that I'm like, but anyway, he needed to be British because Alex Guinness Alex right. was British. There's so much outside of Star Wars that influences the in-world whatever. Anyway, Imbo wins next yeah. fight. Okay, here's the one blast from the Legends past. Um, you've got Luke. Okay, whenever we have characters who are in canon, we kind of have to run with that style of them, that version of them. So you have Luke. Uh, versus Darth Malgus. So if you don't know who Darth Malgus is, there's going to be a picture of him, I'm sure. Um, and Malgus is... Uh, his claim to fame is he was the character that was kind of uh, the lead role in that uh, video game, The Old Republic, uh, that came out. And he's in the cinematic trailer. Dude, I would 100% take a cinematic, uh, like an animated style movie... Don't care if it's animated. Because uh, those trailers that they put together were they're, dope. They're legit. Um, he's got... He's real tall, bald, uh, white as a freaking egg. Uh, and he's got a cool respirator. And mm-hmm. um, he's the guy that invades the Jedi Temple during the sacking of Coruscant during the uh, the war between the Sith Empire and the Old Republic. <clears throat> Is that... Mm, what? Is that not Malgus? I said Malgus. Oh, I thought you said Malak. No, 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 Malgus. Okay. Big, tall, bald dude. 
Here's what people sleep on with Malgus is he was freaking huge. Also, he's bad to the bone, dude. Yeah. So like it doesn't matter to him what he has to do to become more powerful. He does it. Yeah, I collect Star Wars figures and one of the grievances that I have to this day is that the Malgus figure is like the size of like a Darth Vader toy or yeah. whatever. Well, and he was like seven foot two, seven foot three. Yeah, freaking seven huge. Foot three. So he should be his figure should be as tall as like Grievous right. or Chewbacca. And you see him in the novel in the cinematic trailer, basically the Jedi Master in the temple who was their time equivalent of Mace Windu. He Vin, was Vin Zalo, I think yeah, his name. He is. was there fighting, dude. You know, like and yeah. he was he was cutting down other Sith during Left the invasion, and, right. and Malgus took him out. Yeah. So in a pretty quick battle, yeah. I would say. Yeah. A, a good battle, but pretty quick. Um, man, if this was Legends, if it's Legends, Luke, Luke, all day. Yeah. Luke's gonna smoke that kid. Um, Legends, Luke was OP. Yeah. Uh, man, canon. I don't have enough material from post Return of the Jedi, pre The Last Jedi, alcoholic Luke Skywalker, <laughs> to know what he's capable of. You know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we see Luke do some cool stuff, yeah. but is it... I probably still would say Luke at the end of the day. Yeah, I just wish... Anyway, we're not going to get off on that trail. <laughs> I wish I had more Luke material right. to say because of this. You know, We see Luke do some very cool stuff in the Kylo Ren comic. Um, That's true. Comics, really comics that I would like to have in that era. I would like to have... Uh, we were talking about this. I would love to have a DJ comic because DJ was my favorite character that they added in episode eight. And I would love it. I, I just would like to see where line, he goes. What if his punchline was maybe every Always. time? Hey. I think that was just the coolest thing. Will That's we see you at the game me. later? Like, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so I think Luke, but Malgus, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, Kylo Ren versus Darth Vader is our next one. See, we talked about this one for a while and... I think at the end of the day, Vader. It's kind of like this, okay? It's kind of like, yeah, Kobe Bryant was amazing, RIP. I grew up with Kobe more mm -hmm. than I grew up with Mike. But how are you going to out-Mike Mike? Right. How are you going to be, you know what I'm saying? You can't out-Michael Jordan, Michael right. Jordan. Well, and the thing I was that's, saying... That's Kylo to Vader. Is that Vader is what Kylo always aspires to be. Even at his peak, Darth Vader was his goal. Mm -hmm. So that paints a picture for us how Kylo viewed Vader... Kylo, who's, you know, probably the second or third most powerful person in the galaxy at this point, ever aspires to be... You heard it here first. Vader. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's his whole me, goal. To me, you can't aspire to be something that's less than what you are. Yeah. So for me, I think Vader... What's kind of strange, part. though, as far as power over the universe, Kylo Ren does surpass Darth Vader by episode nine. I mean, yeah, he's supreme leader, but... But as far as like straight up, but also but under the under the of, rippling of everything, we understand that Palpatine's like, yeah, this is my galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's it's one of those like empty promises where like he's been striving to be in control and to have this dark power in him, mm -hmm. and he's obviously super powerful by Episode Nine. Right. But but at the same time, you can tell he's still hungry. Whose table is he wanting to sit at in Episode Nine? Yeah, I Palpatine. I think he's kind of wanting to give Palpatine the once over. Like, kind of pull the wool over his eyes. I don't think he really ever wants to work for Palpatine. Yeah, and I still can't forget that Palpatine sent him to Corellia from his throne room. Just freaking... What? When he forced oh, pushed dude, Kylo, like he freaking just blew him oh, out of the galaxy, dude. I, I thought you were making, like, legitimate he reference. He babe roofed that like, kid. <laughs> he points over there. Okay, so, probably Vader. Um, here's one that pains me because we know the answer, but I don't like it at all. Qui-Gon Jinn versus Count Dooku. Samuel made a really cool point that Dooku was Mace Windu before Mace Windu was Mace Windu. So we see Windu fighting, or uh, Dooku fighting, and it doesn't look that great, but when you read about him uh, in the Dooku Jedi Lost novel and in Master and Apprentice, you see Dooku is basically the lightsaber instructor for the entire Jedi Order. Yeah. So he's the one that's teaching all the advanced courses. He was probably... One of the ones that helped instruct Mace Windu. He's one of those guys that he is a master. Yeah. I know that's... He's not just a Jedi right. master. It's what not, I mean is... It's not just that he's good. It's that he's good and he's in control. He's not just good like going at it all the time. He's good at it 
by being in control. Like, of it. I think he is very, uh, he, like for instance, the curved handle thing, mm-hmm. where he's like, okay, so I'll hold it a little bit more towards the back end of the thing. It'll be more in my palm versus in my knuckle area, like kind of like what you read in the Bane novel. Mm-hmm. And it just gives him that little bit of elegance and arrogance over right. everybody else. You know, it's just an elite and thing. It's a fight. Yeah, it's Star Wars fight night. So yeah. the thing is that it's it's a fight. So Qui Gon is definitely more in tune with the Force. Granted. Definitely has a bigger impact on the galaxy at large. Definitely my definitely, more favorite Jedi. Um, I like him better, <laughs> but Dooku wins the fight. Right. Yeah. I think I think Dooku for sure wins. As that. mad as I was when Khabib beat Connor, it happened. Yeah. Even though I was rooting so hard for Connor McGregor. Okay. Here is our first uh, team up. Okay. Um, and we're getting towards the end. We've got about four or five more to go after this. Actually, more like six to go. Whatever. Okay, so you got Anakin and Obi-Wan. Okay? The cowboy... The cowboys of the, the Jedi Order. They're just... There's a fight. We're there. You know? Yeah. Um, but they're going up against two heavy hitters from the Old Republic Legends era. Uh, Darth Revan and Darth Malak. As much as I love Obi-Wan and Anakin... <laughs> I think, honestly, even just those two against Revan, I don't even think it's close to fair. Here's here's Revan the thing. Revan is next level. When you... There's that game, The Old Republic, and they had they added on that Revan came back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing was he embraced the dark side again just because he knew that it was immediately more powerful. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and then you see him in the Revan because novel. Because he wants to... Both. He wants to... Defeat the Sith Emperor. Yeah. He's like, screw this guy. I know it's bad for me. I'm embracing the dark side. And there's like... It's described a Mandalorian, as him seamlessly the using the dark and light side at the same time. It's just like... And you're talking about the novel, but I'm talking about the mm-hmm. video game, where he... The dark and the light side of Revan split into two different characters, which is some very Dragon Ball Z stuff to do. Um, but my thing is, there's like multiple Mandalorians, multiple Commandos, multiple Jedi... And Revan's like, just get out of the way! Like, just all he has, he just wants to kill the Sith Emperor. And if you get anywhere near that level of Revan during this fight, it's game over. And yeah. I just. Well, and you think that him and Malik basically like, took over the galaxy together. I just, I don't even think it's fair. Yeah. Malik's kind of an afterthought. I mean, even though he's very yeah. strong in his own right, yeah, he's he's definitely an obstacle for the the Jedi and even Revan at that point in time. But uh, yeah, for sure, I, I think that's that's a Revan and Malak all yeah. day every day. I, I think Anakin and Obi Wan are better teammates. Yeah, because... they work together better because Malak's <laughs> like, "I'm gonna try to kill you now," <laughs> and right. Revan's like, "Yeah, not if I cut off your face," you know. But except for when Obi Wan cut Anakin in pieces. Well, yeah, they're opposite teams. <laughs> the only now, the and again, it's kind of like when Anakin and Obi Wan go to fight Dooku. I'll take him now. Dooku beats them both in Episode Two, mm-hmm. and Episode Three makes the fatal mistake of trying to push Anakin towards the dark. But before he pushes Anakin towards the dark, Dooku's kind of in control of that fight. Like he takes Obi Wan out of commission, and then one on one, they're kind of even until. Anakin embraces the darkness for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. obviously the Vader kind of shows through. But I think Revan and Malak take it. Yeah, if you sure. think otherwise, I would love to hear your reasoning. Um, okay, uh, back to Instagram. Officially, Star Wars. Pretty cool dude. Uh, we we talk probably once or so a week um, because we share a lot of different views that uh, some folks don't like. Um, specifically, he posted one the other day that Ray had never lost a lightsaber fight. And people were like super mad, um, but basically, uh, anyways, he had one on his um, he had one on his story the other day that when I reached out to him and asked him what he thought he he wanted to get our thoughts on this, um, Darth Maul at his peak versus Anakin and Obi Wan. To me, I think this is like really clear. I think Anakin and Obi Wan for sure. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be, like, immediate ending, but yeah. I, I, I definitely think Anakin and Obi-Wan, especially, like, right before Anakin's turn, we're seeing them both at their peak. Dagum, Anakin killed Dooku, Obi-Wan killed Grievous, two of the most hard-to-kill people in the entire war. Uh, for sure, I think Anakin and Obi-Wan get yeah. the advantage here. 
Now, Darth Maul in the comics, with the help of his underlings, did beat Dooku and Grievous. But we're just talking him versus those two. Mm -hmm. Here's where I think it could be interesting. Is if Darth Maul can get under Anakin's skin and kind of do what Dooku did to him. But I don't think that Darth Maul has the same dueling prowess that Dooku has. Yeah, I don't. And, and also, we, he doesn't. He doesn't know how to use Force Lightning. And I don't think that Maul has the same amount of personal knowledge of Anakin to be able to get under his skin like that because they already have that dueling history. Dooku's dog and Anakin. They've got like this sick rivalry going throughout the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Anakin almost beats him, and then Dooku gets the upper hand, and he's like talking to him. He's like, "There's always a worthy opponent." He's like, can't say the same for your Padawan, though. Yeah. Yeah. Flies away on his ship. So, I think Anakin Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, Plo Cool from Instagram has a really cool one, okay? Uh, Pong Krell, the Besalisk Jedi turned rogue uh, from the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. versus General Grievous. I think it's a very cool matchup because Krell automatically negates the multiple lightsabers advantage that Grievous has over a lot of Jedi. He's dual wielding, dual blade lightsabers. It's one of the six things you've ever seen. He's turning these clones into mincemeat. He's just a sick one bad motor scooter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's he's just cutting through entire ranks. Um at the same time he's when also you're playing pretty Battlefront strong force user. When you're playing Battlefront, the old one Mm-hmm. And you're on Utapau and you're fighting and you just hear slaughter, slaughter, and you look up and there's Grievous and he's like There are fewer things in the world more terrifying than more that. More terrifying than that moment. Yeah. Um it's weird because I think, yeah, Grievous his Krell is prideful enough to not be intimidated by Grievous, which is Grievous's calling card when he's defeating Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like you know, with with Obi Wan, like Obi Wan's an amazing duelist. But Grievous is going to do this whole thing where he's like, oh, blah, 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 and like undo his arms. And then, yeah, I think Krell Krell doesn't give two craps about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he immediately negates that advantage. And, and that, he has, being he his, that being his biggest advantage. And he's got four double-bladed lightsabers. He's got two double-bladed lightsabers. They, they fold in half, so it looks oh, like Oh, you're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're um, right. Imagine that, though. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, it'd be like those memes you where you them, see... Though. If I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. But he's got at least four blades. And I think the fact that Krell is a Jedi Master, which gives him an exceptional power in the Force, even if, you know, like we said in the in the Qui-Gon instance where he's maybe not the most powerful Force user in a dueling sense, he's still got a command of the Force. To me, once that lightsaber advantage is taken over, that size advantage is taken over, because Krell's probably at least as tall as Grievous, if not taller. Um, he's just Much as strong, heavier. if not stronger. Yeah. You know I mean? Those are all the advantages that Grievous has that's kept him alive all this time. He's just as cunning, if not more cunning. Um, and that force user ability, I think, just gives him the edge. I always felt like Grievous could have been beaten by... A myriad of Jedi, if they could just get out of their own head and mm-hmm. just use the Force. Yeah. If you can get four or five feet from him and just go, no, no, yeah. no, stop it. Yeah. You know. In the original animated Clone Wars, the two D, you uh, came out in little snippets mm-hmm. on uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, Grievous is escaping with the Chancellor, and he turns around, and Mace Windu gets there just a, just a shad, uh, uh, second too late, and. Grievous turns around and is like trying to intimidate him and Mace Windu goes and just crunches his insides Mm -hmm. and that kind of is the reason for Grievous having the cough in episode 3 I just think that Krell would think of that he would think of those things I think Pong Krell even though I would be rooting for Grievous because I hate Pong Krell alright here we go TX Carlo on Instagram a good friend of mine awesome photographer Uh, he wants to know this is probably one of my favorites uh, Wicket, the Ewok, <laughs> versus Salacious Crumb, Jabba's uh, little Joker little guy. Little bat bird. Little uh, guy that's always laughing really obnoxious. I hate him. Kowakian monkey lizard. Hate him, hate him to death. I want to give... Uh, I'm going to give it to Wicket just because I hate Salacious Crumb. First of all, obviously Wicket wins because yeah, he's got weapons. savages. He's yeah. got weapons. They were like, yeah, I caught a couple of humans in a Wookiee... Uh, I'll cook them. 
Let's not forget the fact that they trapped some of the most formidable foes in the entire galaxy. Yeah. With a food trap and a net. Yeah. I mean, Freaking granted, Chewbacca. Luke is like, eh, man, 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 man. Yeah. I think that uh, Wicket wins this. Yeah, Wicket And for I sure. could watch a movie I would Wicket love to stabbing Wicket. I was about to say, for like an over hour and, and over again, putting his little head on a pike outside the Ewoks village yeah. to let him know what's what. I love it Ooh. because uh, our dad, uh, he'll be sitting on the couch and then randomly in a movie, a moment that will, you know, when R2 shocks Salacious Crumb, the rest of us are like, all right, thank God. Our dad will be like, yeah, take him, get him, get him again. So... That made me hate the rocket guy booster. Shock him on the roof. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, wicked. Okay, um, AOS underscore T eight hundred. My friend Adrian uh, does custom Star Wars figures and stuff. Super cool stuff. Uh, he sent me three. We kept two of them. Uh, the first one is Jango Fett versus the Mandalorian. Uh, I think I. Th- Gave Boba Fett the advantage because I think Boba Fett is the realization of all of Jango Fett's potential. I think that Mando could probably take Jango, that being said. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Granted, I'm saying I'm saying that realizing that Jango's one bad mamma jamma. That Jedi who jumped up on the roof, I forget his name. Coleman Trevor. It's like a big meme because his lightsaber style is supposed to be like specialized in the one that deflects bastard bolts, which is like a huge meme for everybody. And Django just lights him up like yeah. it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think maybe Mando. Okay, I'm gonna disagree so hard right here. I'm I'm fine with that because I think it's I think it's teeter totter. Okay, <clears throat> let's go back to episode two. We're on Camino. I know. I'm think. I was thinking about that while I'm talking. Like it's all Orion would get whooped by Obi Wan on Camino. I'll give you that. That's fair. That's fair. And I don't, I don't feel like Mando maybe has the subtlety to do the stuff that Django's done mm-hmm. on Coruscant. Um, here's my thing. Here's the thing though. Once Mando gets that rising phoenix, yeah, that's Mando to a new level. We didn't get to see that very much. Yeah, that's true. We're gonna see. I think we're gonna see him be. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's two. a new tier. That... And maybe we'll revisit some of these things yeah. once we get another season with them. Right. Um, I think that Django is just... A lot of people like Django more than Boba. I personally think Boba's better, but... Um, man, I think Django... I was telling you this before we recorded. If you had to create a, a clone army out of a specific template post-Return of the Jedi... It was a good argument. I wouldn't pick Mando. There, there are other characters I would pick. But they went and picked Django Fett as the clone template in Episode 2. Um, I think Django wins. I just think he's got more tools. I think he's more smooth. I mean, if we consider things like the fact that he's got a full set of armor, huge advantage. Yeah. The fact that he's got a jetpack the whole time, huge advantage. The fact that he's a freaking sharpshooter with those pistols, that's a big advantage. Yeah. I think that he... Could Mando disintegrate him from a distance? I was going to say, if if Mando gets you with that freaking disintegrator gun... That's game over. Yeah. I don't care what you're wearing. Yeah. Um, man. I, I think it's Django, just one of those things where we'd have to see it. It's play just out. a wild card. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things when you used to watch that show, on Deadliest Warrior, where it's or like Animal Face Off. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's. I mean, Animal Face Off is just like it's got to be hand to hand because they don't have weapons. But it would be like, Savage. all right, if you know, if the uh, if there's an Italian mobster and he's fighting a cowboy from the Wild West. That Tommy gun's a big deal, but it's very inaccurate. And once you get inside that 30 foot radius, that, that six shooter's gonna win. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like if you can break that barrier of, you know, the right. The, the, and the I honestly think it's whoever gets the drop on whoever is probably gonna win. In yeah. That, in that particular face. Is Jango Fett's armor Mandalorian steel? Is it, it would Beskar? have to be Beskar, because that's his thing, man. I am very curious about this. Okay, while well, I'm looking that up, the next one is. Uh, Thrawn versus Tarkin. I say Thrawn all the time. This is the one that's the most interesting to me because there are so many ways. Well, there are a lot of things to consider. It depends on what type of fight. Is it a hand-to-hand fight? Is it kind of like a, one of those video games? I never really cared for the video games where you're like, now send my troops here and they will fight. I always personally like the first-person shooter. If but it's there's like those... commanding fleets, Thrawn all day. I agree. 
if it's a political battle, Tarkin all day because Thrawn is a, a mental cripple when it comes to political machinations. He can't do it. Um, I don't know. I think, but for sure, I think like seven times out of ten, Thrawn. Hand to hand? De- depending on the type of fight that it is. It's weird because in Rebels, in, in Legends and stuff, we see, we know about Thrawn's hand to hand combat and how capable he is. In mm-hmm. well, Rebels, we see, it in we Rebels see a well. little bit, yeah. especially when he's fighting those dark trooper looking robots when he's training. He fights hand to hand with Ezra as well, does he not? I think a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but in the novel Tarkin, which is canon, uh, he's like a savage hand-to-hand combat guy. Well, we see in the canon novels of Thrawn that Thrawn is very handy with the sticks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, That's true. He did do that weird like jujitsu kind of class or whatever. Um, so, man. I, I think, I think Thrawn, Thrawn through, but I think it's... I like the question. Is that the last one? We've got one more. One more. This one is from Adam who is our guy that's always on the other side of the camera. And he asked us one that we were like, this has been done. But then he had a really good point, okay? So he says, Yoda versus Sidious. And I was like, Adam, uh, you've uh, seen Revenge of the Sith, yes? And he was like, here's here's my thing, here's my thing. He says, if you have an even playing field, just everything involved, not just dueling, but like mentally and all the scheming and all that kind of stuff, and um, and then we all took it a little bit further and said, we were talking about in the Clone Wars, Right. Maul says the dark side is stronger says, than ever. He's like, can you feel it? The dark side is stronger than ever. So we know for a fact it's confirmed the dark side is at its ever peak. And then at the same time, we see from Revenge of the Sith, uh, Windu says we need to inform the Senate that the Council's ability to use the Force has been diminished. So the light side's probably the weakest it's ever been because it's kind of a, a yin-yang thing and you see that the dark side's stronger whichever's stronger the other one tends to become a little bit weaker mm-hmm. unless the dark rises in the light to meet it but we know at this point in time yoda's already at a disadvantage when it comes to force using um so maybe if those things were more balanced what would the outcome be you know all things to consider when we're talking about a fight what advantages does each party have? Right. So here's my thing. If if it's completely even and there's no shroud mm-hmm. of the dark side, if it's just we know what we're getting into and Yoda's at his prime and Sidious is his prime, I think that Sidious is going to win and it's mainly because he doesn't fight fair. Mm-hmm. Like... When Luke says, is the dark side stronger? And he's like, no, no. It's easier. It's quicker. More seductive. Mm-hmm. When you're a fight, whatever's easier, quicker, more seductive. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. So it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if you're watching two guys, you know, there's certain rules in boxing and MMA and stuff like that. And I was telling them before the show started, if, uh, you know, let's say you have two guys that just match up really well. And you tell one guy, but the rule is... You can kick this guy in the crotch. I feel like that's an unfair advantage. And I feel like if you're just fighting, 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 and you don't care that you win by technicality, you just kick this guy in the jewels, mm-hmm. and then then he's he's like out of yeah. breath, he's hunched over, and then you choke him out, you still won the fight. Yeah. And I think that Sidious's ability and willingness to do whatever it takes right. is the difference maker. At the same time, you see Yoda do things that negate some of Sidious's greatest strengths. One of Sidious's all-time biggest power moves is his Force Lightning. That's kind of what he's known for. That's his specialty, even though right. he's a great duelist. And Yoda kind of puts that in his pocket. You know what I mean? Not only reflects it, he just takes it away. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a lot more even if we consider like a level playing ground. But I think in a raw ability... I think a lot of Yoda's strength is that he trusts so fully in the Force. Mm-hmm. And that's why he almost never makes a false step because he's just always following the guidance of the Force. Mm-hmm. A lot of the decisions that Sidious is making, he's making them in his own mind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's These are his plans. He's playing chess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think just kind of in a straight up everything, even battle, I would still give the edge to Sidious. So there you have it. I think that was like 15 or 20 fights we went through. Um, agreed on most, disagreed on some. Uh, I looked it up. Uh, Fett's armor was fashioned out of Dura Steel alloy. 
not Beskar. Ooh, Point Mandalorian. So there you go. That's a big deal. Uh, so uh, there you go. So if you disagreed or if you if you thought of a fight that we didn't cover and you just want to comment or whatever, uh, feel free to do so. Please like this video, subscribe. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at uh, the Chist Ascendancy. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, the only family you have here is me. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs>